Greetings, salute and welcome, lady beings, gentle wonders and other creatures of the night. This is the Truth or Death podcast created by Lola Hamilton and Ebo, your hosts to diversify your life. It's time for insights on the creative arts scene, hacks and tools for healthier living and hearing stories from voices around the world to share their truth stories. Are you ready to dare your truth? A new episode of the Truth or Death podcast starts now. Hello, Kinners. Welcome to the Gigi and Saji podcast. Obviously, me as a host again. And uh, Gigi, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and to, today we're going to talk about uh, rejection in any kind of sense, but especially in the creative uh, matter. Yeah. Yes, hello. <laughs> we have not prepared any questions for this, really, because um, it was another request from our audience. And yeah, I would say let's start with rejections on a personal level, like whether that's, I mean, to be honest, like, if I think about like relationship rejections, it almost comes similar to like job rejections for me now. Like I don't really make a difference of that because um, a rejection is a rejection, right? Like obviously one one is a matter of heart, but also a job can be a matter of heart. So I don't really make a difference by now. But obviously, if we go back 10 years ago, I hated the thought of being rejected. Um, I guess it was just, you know, when it comes to rejections, it's this, it's this matter of like ego, obviously, in a sense, like the best way to just deal with rejections. And I think a lot of creative people can understand this. It's just the thing of you come to a level where you because, for example, the majority of us starts with the rejections when we apply for jobs. Right. So there's this whole process of like, yeah, you need to apply for this job and stuff like that. And yada, yada, yada. And um, then sometimes we have jobs where, where it's like, oh, yeah, I would really love the like, it would be an okay job, but it's not my idea thing. So I don't really care if I get it or not. And then obviously you have jobs where it's like, oh my God, that will be such a cool thing to work with. And then you don't get the job. Um, and after like all these years of like rejection, I would say you get to this level of like not giving a fuck, to be honest. Um, and this is very brutally said, but the best thing you can do is you're going to see it. You're going to do your best in the sense of like. Be creative with your application for whatever, like, I mean, the majority of like, for example, job people are going to say you need this, this and this, and then you're going to send it out. But you can also create a very cool cover letter or you can also create a very cool um cv so you don't have to be like this you don't have to create this very dull cv in the sense of like this is just all my data here have a look at and especially when you do a lot of like different things your cv is going to grow giantly over the years um i know there used to be this matter of like your cv should only be one page but what you what are you going to do if you have like so much experience from your life that's not going to fit on one page um and then as for personal matters, um, and I know this is my flatmate once had the situation. So there was a guy that I, I was into and um, I was very shaky about like 
I mean, I still have my shakes sometimes when I open up about my feelings and stuff. Because um, for me, as demisexual, it sometimes takes a lot for me to even come to this point of like, I think I like you more than I should. And um, so it's a, it's a lot of like, like, like thinking of like, oh my God, oh my God, what is this person going to say? But to be honest, <laughs> it was the fun, like, it was the funniest thing. So the situation happened and then afterwards, or like literally one day after, I was absolutely chill. And like, I came out of my room and I was like in such a good mood. And my flatmate was like, how do you do that? How are you so confident with basically getting rejected? And I was like, I mean, I'm not going to put my self-worth onto someone else's yes or no of being with me. Why would I do that? And that is literally what I'm doing with everything now. Like, sure, I have my situations where I'm like, all right, you're not going to want me. Well, sucks to be you then in a couple of years when you see my success. <laughs> um, but that's kind of like the, the way I take things in life, you know. It's either going to work out or it doesn't. And I always believe that if it's meant to work out for the good, for the best of all, it's going to work out. Whether that's with a person or a job that you're applying for. Like, for example, I wrote over 50 applications for agents, for publishers, for magazines now in my life of being a writer. And in this year, I found my manager, I have my PA, and we're doing really cool things in the background. And it's going to work out because I'm certain that if anything, I'm a really good writer and the right people will understand and see that. And I know it can be so fucking tough because especially in the creative industry, you will have moments where it's like, is anyone actually paying attention to what I'm doing here? Um, and that's normal. And it's okay because, hello, we live in a world of billions of people and you're one person, like, who's going to look at you? But if you're really passionate about what you're doing and really honest about it, and, and when I say honest about it, I mean things like, do you really want this because it's your dream or do you want this because someone else is having it? And that's a big difference that you need to confront yourself with over and over and over again. Um, yeah, and then at some point it just... I won't say it, it, it's it's going to get better because especially when you grow in exposure, there's always this level of like, oh my God, what are, gonna, what pe what are people thinking of me at this point? Um, but that's especially the thing of when you come to this point of growing with exposure, you need to even more look at yourself in the sense as long as you know yourself, it's going to be okay. Because one way or another, someone's going to say something about you that is not who you are and you just have to have a certain defensive shield in the sense of like, shouldn't matter what these people say because they don't know you and that's okay. You just have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I mean, the they don't know you is a good point because listen here, kids. First, never expect to get an answer if you apply for anything or write somewhere or anywhere. Second, always try again. And third, if someone says no, it's most of the time not about you, it's about them. So let me tell you a little story here. So I am studying uh, photography, right? And for that, you have to apply with a portfolio. And oh boy, how many rejections I got <laughs> in my lifetime before I started to study photography. Um, I started in school, which is a long time ago. <laughs> And I had so many portfolios prepared for all the universities that um, have like design and photography. And 
I applied every year and every time I got so many rejections from all um, from all the universities and I knew my stuff was good. So it was definitely not about the things I did. It was something else. So, uh, And then after year after year, I think it was four years or five years in a row that I tried to get into um, into design school. And I I kept all those rejection letters, of course, because they somehow motivated me to keep on going. So always keep on going if you get a rejection. So and then I finally somehow got into one of the design schools. Um, and then um, after studying for a bit, uh, in one year, I got the chance to go into the process of how the students are being chosen um, for the for the university stuff. So um, there were just a bunch of portfolios lying around and uh, the professors were looking at them. And from the things which were sent in, you definitely could see very different levels of uh, photo photography skills. But um, the thing was, while I was watching the professors looking at those things, they were very, how do you say that, um, very biased, like very, uh, it was about their own opinion, who got in the next round. <laughs> and I was so surprised by that because I didn't know that. Um, and there was this one portfolio. So when you apply with a portfolio, you also have to do an assignment, uh, uh, which the university gives you. And there was this one portfolio who had absolutely very good images uh, of I, uh, very good images. And the assignment was not that good. I know how it is to make that assignment and you get stressed out and you don't know how to make that. So um, it looked very different, but I knew that that person definitely had the potential. So I said, look, you see in that person's pictures that they can take really good pictures, but the assignment was not that good. So you have to give that person a chance to prove themselves because that person doesn't know how to work in, in a conceptual way, because how would they know? when they never studied it, you know? So uh, initially, I think I was the last, <laughs> the last straw uh, who made uh, the professor think about it and they uh, let that person uh, into the university, I think. Yeah, yeah, they uh, let that person in. So that was the point where I was kind of, uh, um, how, how does that saying go? Surprised, but no. How do you say that? Disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> yeah, disappointed, but not surprised. Um, so th in that moment, I knew if you send in your work somewhere, it's never about the work you do, no matter how good it is. It is always about the person looking at it. And um, you need to keep that in mind. It doesn't matter if it's about... Um, if you draw something, if you take photos, or if you're a writer or a designer, 
it is always the person who looks at your things who is going to decide about if you are going to reject to be rejected or not because that person is always uh coming from a certain kind of perspective and their own opinion so you should never be demotivated um if you get a rejection because it doesn't matter if uh if you are good or not it's always about them not you and that's a very important thing you should always keep in mind and that's why you should always try again and try again even if you get hundreds of rejection letters in a row yeah yeah and that's the thing i mean i would also uh, add to that that sometimes um it does matter if you're good or not but not in the sense of your work is shit you shouldn't re reply again uh apply again Uh, but the thing of like, sometimes there's so much bias around a certain thing. And it, it's kind of like grasping onto what I've been uh, talking on um, another episode of like the bias that we have and that we should take it away. Um, which is tricky because especially with the German university and school system, <laughs> yeah, there is a certain lack of looking at the people but in, uh, instead of the kind of standard that they want to see and i mean this is generally or like i think this is something that we should address more that when it comes to application processes we need people that look at the people because skill isn't everything you can be as educated as i don't know what and be an absolute dick bag and then what like It's not going to look good. I, essentially, we still live in a society where this is the thing. But there are people out there that are going to look at your stuff and like, I think this is really good. Not only because maybe because the thing is like, yeah, you can always improve your skills. Like no one is ever completely at the point of like, this is the best thing that I can do now. No, we can always improve things. But the thing is, there will be a certain point where you come to your own stability of your own art. Like I've been writing since I was 12. I have only come up until this, I would say, roundabout last year, where I was really owning the word author in the sense of like, yeah, I really feel like this is what I'm doing now, which is stupid because for me, now, like now it's you're the moment, you're an author the moment you decide to write a book, period, because it shouldn't be based on like if you publish or not. When you write, you write. Writing a book is discipline because no one is going to tell you that you have to do it. You need to do it yourself or it's not going to happen. It's not going to be the end of the book. You just have to do it yourself. And that's self-discipline. That's what a lot of people underestimate when it comes to certain creativity in art. It is kind of like running a marathon because what we have to do constantly is to do it again and again and again. And a really good movie that recently came out, Tick, um, Tick, Tick, Boom based on the story of Jonathan Larson, who's the guy that created Rent. Rent only got his massive attention after he died. And then it was running for 12 years. And that is what happens to a lot of creative people out there, that we just have to have that. I mean, that's still something that I also criticize in the scene. We need to have better systems to look at more diversity in the sense of like, instead of always taking the 
I don't know, 20 same people that always do the kind of like fine art that we are used to, we should look at more diversity in the sense of, okay, but we already have three students that are doing realistic portraits. We need someone that do, does cinematic work, but we also need someone that does this and this. And this is something that is crucial to the university and school system that we have in Germany that I'm highly, highly criticizing because it has not yet changed to a level where I'm hearing that this is appreciated. Um, so that's something that we need to change. And um, which is important that you think of, like, as, as Saji said, um, people often judge with biases, which I think it's still important that we, like, for example, obviously, if I would be a judge, I would look more into, obviously, LGBTQ and diversity parts. But if, for example, the majority of people that applies for something is right heteronormative, I can't really judge them based on LGBTQ matters, can I? Because that's not what they're going to deliver. So I have to look at other points as well. Surely I can still criticize in the sense of like, your art is good, but it needs more this and this. And then it's up to them to take that on as feedback or not. Because that's the thing with, with our art. For example, obviously in my book series, the majority of characters is on the queer spectrum and the diversity spectrum. So, so someone could literally come up to me and be like, well, there's not enough heteronormative people in there. And I'm going to be like, you know what? But every other book out there has at least the majority of heteronormative characters. So go there and buy these books, please. Um, so, yeah, it's always a measure of balance in the sense per se. But it's also the thing of like, it's kind of like training in the sense you keep you keep applying and you keep doing things. But I think with every rejection, what I also learned is to even becoming more myself. Because I'm going to be honest, if I would have like, because I, I, it's the thing of like only this year I have really owning the fact that I now want to be a full-time author and a side job a mentor but I think if I would have tried to make that choice a couple of years back I wouldn't have had the self-confidence to deal with the pressure that it comes with because like with every choice that we make because like being a full-time author means also dealing with critics out in the open and Right now, I feel like I'm quite good with it because there's no point for me reading one star reviews because the majority of these are either people that are incredibly upset for various reasons or just haven't even touched the book and just had a bad day. So there's no point for me in reading the one star critics. Um, but for example, if the queer community comes up to me and says, hey, you could do this better next time, I would be like, all right, I'm going to consider it. And that's something that you have to learn. Like when you're a creative person, you just have to learn to deal with critics and the way you throw it around. And I have been recently in a situation where I was extremely confronted on the internet about a certain aspect and the disability community, which I had not focused on or like thought about it, um, which kind of grasps on the discussion that we had around diversity as well. I think what's really important to consider is also that not everyone is comfortable with expressing certain things and whether that's your own art your story about a certain part religion sex gender that's something that we have to understand um and respect because we need to have certain discussions for change obviously but we also need to understand that for some people it takes time to be out in the open that's for example when someone else would force you to come out 
but it's your story to tell, not mine. So that's really important to understand and consider. And this, um, to bring this back to the to the rejection level as well, you will have some rejections where it's like, oh, I really don't get this. But what I learned along the path is every rejections, every rejection brings you closer to your truth, and every rejection brings you closer to the legacy of it's gonna happen if it's genuine and for the best of all or not at all. And I know this best of all is um, you could connect this to religion or beliefs um, or just just to be honest, something to look up to, because like what I've learned is that sometimes we think we know what's best for us, but it's going to get better anyway. And um, that's something that is really important when it comes to rejections, because sometimes we really think this is it. This is the moment. And then we get to know whether that's like personal or, or, or in a job. And then I was, and I'm not saying please don't bypass your feelings, hundred percent be upset or angry at some point because it's gonna happen, and it's really important that you let out these emotions. But then dump the trash and continue doing your work, because what else were you gonna do? You can be, I don't know, grumpy and upset about it, or you can go back on your feet and try, and just keep going because there are people out there that pay attention to you for being you, and um. You know, it takes time sometimes. Yeah, just keep on creating what you create because that's the most important thing. Always improve in what you're doing. Always reflect on yourself and your skills because if you are sure in what you do, people will know. And um, yeah, being self-confident is one of, I think, the most important parts here in doing art. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as uh, Saji just said, um, there's a different level of, because it's it's always the saying of like, it's come from the in, inside first and then it goes on the outside and people will know that. Like, we're so focused on justifying ourselves sometimes, but honestly, you don't have to justify yourself for anyone, to be honest. You don't. It's a choice that you make. Like, for example, if someone from my close circle which is family and friends comes up to me and says hey that's not cool what you wrote there i'm gonna be right okay let's have a talk about this and this and this and this is why i did it and then we have a discussion about it and then i can make a change however i could also say i don't want to talk about this um that's my choice and um this is how you deal with critic basically why would you read one star reviews when like that does it help you that does it help i mean obviously if you if you can read them unreflected or like me making fun of them um i would say you can still do it but the moment you really take it by heart don't read them don't read them why that, that's like you're feeding your your brain with negativity and that's most likely strangers on the internet that don't know you that don't know the whole thing behind everything and then just criticize you. And that's gonna happen again and again, because as I said, we live in a society where it's quick judgment day. Like people just go on your profile, see one thing, and then they're gonna get upset about it. Happy birthday, social media. So it's just this thing of, you know, the best thing as, as you can do with certain people is just block them, block them, don't waste your energy on them. Because you will always have idiots out there that will criticize for what you do for whatever reason 
So just try to, and the thing is like, obviously there's a difference between just these kind of idiots and people who are actually putting a certain critic to it. But that's what I mean. For example, I would rather listen to queer voices than, I don't know, a random heteronormative stranger that comes to me and criticizes my work. Like, it's, it's you won't understand a certain part of the story. You're not the person that I would listen to. And most likely you just discovered my page a second ago. So why would I pay attention to you? Like that, that's, and it's the same of like when, when we get to certain, like, and I know that's very, um, that's a certain confidence level that I have. And obviously I will still discover this bigger exposure in the future. Um, but even people of like big magazines are just people having an opinion. So do yourself a favor and don't put your self-worth onto someone else's opinion. Because honestly, the right people will understand you and the right people will also have subtle discussions with you. When I say subtle discussions, I mean that you come to an agree to disagree point without basically fighting each other. I mean, you as a writer definitely have more of a how do you say that um einen inhalt <laughs> was heißt inhalt auf english content uh, you have more of a content to uh talk about but for me because i do photography um the thing is most of the time people don't actually don't they don't talk about it like i don't remember the last time someone said anything about my photography like like in a critic kind of way because I would love to hear some critics about my work because um, I find critics always a good thing to improve your work because you can better reflect on what you're doing but I think that that is the main uh, difference between uh, writing and visual art most of the time I don't get any comments on on my work <laughs> We just said so, listen, dear listeners but out there. But that is also please. because you're not really on social media. Well, <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah, but uh, I would just love someone to sit there and roast my work, and I would love that. My God. <laughs> no, but uh, really, um, show your work. That is always a good thing, uh, but uh, also don't be afraid to ask for opinions because that is a huge ego booster. Um, if, if you ask for people's opinions, they will always give you an answer, that is for sure. And uh, for me, it is very, very motivating because when I started uh, to take photos for film productions, um, or more before I started to do it, before I started to do it, um, I asked Helen Sloan, who's the photographer of Game of Thrones, about my work. She had a, uh, a workshop which she talked about the work and it motivated me so much. And then I went up to her and asked her, so what do you think about my work? And I was so afraid. I was so afraid to ask her because I... I don't know. I, I was just afraid to uh, ask for the opinion. And uh, she said, hey, look, 
your work is really good. I would never do it like that, but it's good. So just do what you want to do. And that motivated me so much that I am now working in the film industry and consider myself a filmmaker. So um, always, always try uh, speaking to people about your work because how how else are you going to get an opinion from it? Because if you don't ask for the professionals, um, other people don't know what you're doing. Let's say <laughs> the good example is always parents. They always say, oh, you did such a good work. And that's about it. <laughs> But that doesn't really help, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that that's just what I wanted to say. <laughs> Yeah, I think what's also important is that you shouldn't take it personal if people don't react to a certain extent because, you know, social media, we are busy. And um, that's something that I had to let go because, like, there was a time when I felt like no one was paying attention to what I was doing. But let's face it, we live in a fast-paced environment of social media. People are consumed with rather doing likes than actually have proper conversations and comments and discussions which I don't include myself as like I literally take the time and there are people out there that take the time and I can guarantee you that for every thing you put out there and you have for example because it's always this big discussion of like oh I only have 15 likes but I am 100% telling you that for every 15 likes you get you have 20 more on top of people just seeing it but not reacting at all because it happens And that's the world we live in. And that's something you never know what happens in the background. So some days you will feel like, oh, nothing is enough. And is actually someone paying attention to this? We are. Or like they are. And that's something important to keep in mind as well. I know it looks like no one's paying attention, but trust me, there's at least one person out there or like five who pay attention to what you're doing and where it matters when you don't show up. So don't think like that no one's paying attention to you or that you're not seen because people pay attention. It's just, you know, we sometimes we are also very busy with our own stuff and like our own matters. Like I'm not only talking from a creative perspective, but just life perspective. Like I don't always have the social capacity to just be there for everyone. No one ever should. Like that's just impossible. Like then you're literally trying to be Jesus. And uh, even Jesus had his moments, I believe. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the other thing is um, what you just said is really important or like the what Helen did was a really good important how a lot of more creative people should react to because mm -hmm. we are still very focused on like, oh, you need to make certain changes because this is more what the norm looks like. No, fuck that. Can we please look more into like, for example, you're very good with like dark images and stuff. Mm -hmm. Why would you, why would like... It, what what's the point if you're getting a critic of like oh that's too dark can you make it lighter that's not critic that's taste that's not critic yeah like, that's a personal opinion critic would be like oh um maybe choose a different angle next time or maybe point out more the eyes next time to have that certain perspective shot and that's a whole different slang that's the same uh, like to give you another example of um writer's perspective if someone comes up to me and says i would never write these kind of like diverse characters but um and rather do this and this and this i would be like okay but that's a you thing not a me thing like we should stick more to our truths and by that tell our stories and 
separate that from like certain critics on like style and I don't know world building in my perspective or like character building and stuff because that's a whole different layer then um and that's something really important to understand as well because like the amount of time someone was telling me oh no you shouldn't have such a dark instagram feed or no you should do this you should do that but that's that's your opinion that's not giving advice that's not giving critique like yeah. same thing for me as a mentor i can tell you and this is obviously something that we should do much more um what do you want what do you want who are you and what do you want and why haven't you done it yet these three essential questions are so fucking simple but if everyone would stick more to it we could just bring more creative art out there because it's like i think that that is what makes it so unique with creating arts because everyone has a different story to tell and if we just would stick to that and get away from being afraid of being rejected for telling our own start i think for our own story, I think that would be beautiful to then connect over the different diversity that we're going to create out of that. Yeah, and to the point of write about what you know, also create about what you love. That's also yeah. very important. Do what you like, not what everyone else likes. Um, and also, it takes a lot of time develop to develop your own style. So yes. don't get discouraged if when you start out or you're just in the middle of creating something um, if it if you don't like it because that's always a good sign that you want to improve and it never stops. You always you can always get better. You can always uh, uh, yeah you basically never stop creating and uh, also never stop developing. So don't forget that it takes time to get where you maybe also want to be also don't be afraid to change your perspective again because like yeah. especially in creative arts like we should like just try things out i have done so many things i've worked in theater on stage backstage i've done musical workshops i've done acting myself um been staring been staring in music videos i've done so many things and i will continue to do these things because especially also in writing yes i like writing books but at some point i might write a play and i might be on stage again because that's life you know sometimes and especially with creativity i think that's so great about it i mean you can see it with some actors or like for example uh, harry styles he's mainly a musician but he gets now cast in movies same as lady gaga and that's the great thing about the creative spectrum. Like we can just try ourselves out and you shouldn't be like certain, as as I also said, um, certain things are just there for seasons. And if you just feel like being, I don't know, an actor for a year, just staring in one play, you're an actor for a year and then you do something else. That's okay. Like it, that's the great thing about creative arts. You can just, jump around and like for example I always knew that writing is the best thing for me and I will always come back to writing essentially but that doesn't mean I won't try other things and as I said my truth when I was 15 was to live in London be an author and inspire people and how I can inspire people is mainly now with my second job as mentor but in the future it might be something else and that's okay 
and that's just the truth I stick to it. And, you know, in 10 years, my truth might change into, you know, my truth once was to live in London. Now I want to live somewhere else. You never know what happens next. So um, just don't be afraid to also have a certain change. Like you don't have to stick for some with something for the rest of your life. You can always make a certain change to it. And don't reject yourself. That is very important. There is only one you that have the, the the visual brain or whatever kind of art you're making. No one else thinks or sees things like you. So don't reject yourself. Yes, 100%. Because I know it's always this thing of like, yeah, but I can also do this and this. For example, let's, let's take yoga as an example, right? Dozens of yoga teachers out there. But each of them teaches different. The basic is the same, of course, but the way, the energy, the vibe that you bring into the room, that's different. And that's what makes us so different in the world and how we can bring inspiration and change for people into the world. Yeah, otherwise the world would be very boring. We can be happy to be so diverse in our thinkings and what the way we see things. Yeah, and the things we create, of course. <laughs> Yes, 100%. And I think that was also a good rep to uh, so many impulses, so many pep talks yes. basically from us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one last note maybe is just when it comes to rejections on a personal level, like we are always so driven of like, we because we still live in a society where we are afraid of being alone and like rather hang ourselves onto a partner than to be alone with ourselves. And um, you will never get into a relationships where you're 100% confident with what is going on in your life because that's just not how it works. There is no 100% perfectionism. You will always have one way or another to heal even when you are in a relationship. Um, but what I'm saying is don't feel like you're an outsider when you're choosing yourself. And because um, like think about it that way. So like I'm single, right? And at some point, a partner is going to come into my life who I hopefully spent the rest of my life with. That means being single is a season thing. And right now, being single is going to, like, at some point, it's going to be the last time I'm single. And I think we should appreciate that more and enjoy that more and what com comes with it. And because um, ideally, we want to be with someone that we stick with the rest of our lives, right? I mean, some people not, and that's also okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't think that way. Um, but essentially, that's our outcome that we want. So actually spending more time on your own first also brings it to this level. You're going to know your boundaries, and then it's going to change throughout the relationship, most likely, because as we grow, we change and stuff like that. But um, enjoying time with yourself brings you to a level of knowing who you are to a deep extent. And there's nothing bad about it, you know, like I would rather be alone than forcing myself with someone that is just not going to make me happy and is going to be a burden at the end of the day. Like, think about it that way, because I know society pressures us into like, yeah, we should all be married by 30 and have kids and stuff like that. But um, this is this is an old way of thinking. Considering that the human beings are now like standardly 90 years old, um, that means you would have 60 years of like kind of like a planned out life and stuff like that. So just enjoy yourself and, you know, 
there are people who who are getting married in their 70s and 80s still like whatever you make whatever makes you happy um just don't be afraid of being alone because essentially like it's also i think it's also kind of in western thinking of like oh i'm so alone but we're never alone the majority of us has a social bubble like even if it's just your family right and um that's something that you you need to consider when it comes to like this oh i'm so alone i'm so lonely and obviously there it's a different thing when there are cravings of like i don't know laying next to someone and stuff like that but um yeah think about it of like be rather with yourself and honor yourself than forcing yourself onto someone that is just not an ideal match you're gonna save yourself a lot of i guess you could almost say trauma because if you just throw yourself into a relationship that is society standard but not what you need you're going to be the one that's going to end up in therapy or i don't know what so um just don't be afraid and being on your own and um i think it's actually a very brave thing to be single these days and actually have a stand to it and just doing your thing because like for example i always say what's the point in like not what's the point in having a relationship but let's say I would go the like classic way of being with someone, having kids and stuff. I'm not financially stable right now. I just started my two businesses. I'm just finally doing what I want to do. And now you're asking me to think about kids in a world where sustainability and climate change and all these things also come to pressure with us. I don't fucking think so. And that's something that we also like, it's just an old way of thinking of like being with someone and forcing yourself onto someone. And if it happens, it happens. And it will happen. And it, even if it doesn't happen, you know, life is so much more about than just relationships. Agreed. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> on that note, wherever you are on the road right now, um, we hope we could take you on the road of creativity. Um, if you want to tell your creative story with us, um, just reach out to us on Instagram and stuff yes. like that uh message us per email and stuff and we will be back next time on the gd and sunny podcast bye